Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk USA. Are you tired of waiting for change? Tune into Blog Talk USA. Let your voice be heard on Blog Talk USA. Nobody really needs or wants home security until it's too late. You've heard the statistics about how many burglaries there are per day. You see the news. You know there are people out there that do bad things. The best way to help protect your home and your property is with an ADT monitored system from Protect Your Home, an ADT authorized premier provider. Call right now to get a free wireless home security system valued at $850. An ADT monitored system can help protect your home from fires, theft, floods, and call for emergency help. Call now to find out more about our $850. free wireless home security system and start enjoying the peace of mind of security today. Call 800-561-2351 800-561-2351 800-561-2351 This offers for new customers only. Termination fees apply. $99 customer installation charge and 36-month monitoring agreement required. All for details. License terms and conditions available at secureathome.com The homeless is still homeless, the poor is still poor, yet we find billions of dollars to fund senseless war. And yes, we're fighting terrorism, what about the quiet racism, dividing among ourselves, somebody's crying for help, heaven is listening. Well, hello, 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 and welcome to the Unbuzzing Press Show. I'm your host, Bishop L.J. Guillory, and I'm excited, excited, excited to be here. So today, we're down here in a remote location. (laughs) We're not incognito. We're just uh, uh, on the scene with On the Scene TV Nash, L.A. Nash. So we've been out making sure that um, Dr. Eugene Allen at the Dust of Dawn uh, Urgent Care, that he has what he needs in terms of the tents to test those individuals who want to pre-screen for the uh, coronavirus. COVID-19 is killing a lot of people. Don't worry about the noise because I'm in a bunker. Those bunkers make noise when the wind blows. So don't be scared. I ain't scared. Uh, (laughs) This is the first of many, 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 many uh, uh, podcasts that we'll have underground. So got my buddy Nash Baker here. Thanks for being on on the cameras, Nash. Um, appreciate you So uh, uh, many of you people That are not in California Will uh, recognize If you go and use your um, Your Google 
you'll find that 56% uh, of the uh, residents in eight weeks will be infected by the coronavirus, says the governor, based on his statistics. So uh, we are on a mandatory lockdown. It's out lockdown. Down, 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 down. And uh, you shouldn't be out unless you are authorized um, to be out. And uh, it's very serious, people, because, you know, you can, you can carry this virus home to someone that you love. So here is the official mask uh, that, you should be ha- that you should have. Believe it or not, they have this mask, and there's a way to put this on to make sure that it's protected. One part goes around your neck, and one part goes around your, the top of your head. And uh, so this is the original N95 uh, mask, M395 mask that is supposed to go on to protect you to which I will use when I go out because it's important that we send the right message to other people that we want them to be safe, and, of course, you want to be safe too. Um, life is life is pretty uh, frustrating right now for people who are locked down and not you know, those who are trying to follow the rules and you're seeing via uh, uh, other person's uh, live streams that they're out and about. They shouldn't be out and about. And when I tell you that they're going to be people that will contract this virus, some of those people are those people. So um, the governor of the state of California, the governor of New York, uh, the governor of Texas, and others are following suit, saying that they are asking for a lockdown. There are people that don't believe it's warranted. I would suggest that you go to the coronavirus updates and find out how many people have contracted this in the last three days and then find out how many people have died just so that you can realize how real this is. Um, So we have a lot of things to do today on the show. And I'm going to ask my sister, Rihanna. Uh, I have a few things that I need to play. I'm going to uh, put them on as soon as possible. But what I want to do is I want the people to hear these things for themselves. So uh, one of the first things that I think is important, Rihanna, is uh, there has been individuals, there's a young lady who put out a a message, and she stated that um, um, there's a way to kill this virus. And gargling with salt water, um, there's some things that you can do to... uh, protect yourself. So we're going to get some of that information and get that information out 
to the public because we think that it's very important. Um, I don't know if you'll be able to hear it if we play it, if I play it, or would it be better for you to go to uh, Facebook and get it? Rihanna, have you heard the um, the what's gone viral, uh, viral in terms of So, Rihanna, have you heard any of these messages that have gone out uh, that has also gone viral? Um, I have not. Okay. I have not well, heard. Gonna... I, I... Oh, go ahead. Were you able to hear what she was saying? No, I, I couldn't hear anything. Okay. But so I am, that's what I I'm on your Facebook right now. Okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to send this to my Facebook page because, you know, okay. it's interesting. Um, uh, there are so many things that come out. I'm glad that you said something because I didn't know uh, if, let's see. There's so much out there, but there's so much misinformation and disinformation yes. there as well. Okay. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to go back. Stop this, and I'm going to see if I can... They make this thing so difficult where if you don't have, if you're not the person's friend, you can't send it to someone else. Uh, Anyway, let me just say this. Rihanna, do we have any links that we can link so that people will be able to uh, find information, pertinent information, how to keep themselves clean, how to keep their... Um, how to protect themselves. Yes. yes, I'll link that on our Facebook page. So anybody out there, it's important that you go to Blog Talk USA, social media platform on Facebook. Get it. We want you to stay safe. It's getting rough out here. Most of the people don't know what to do. And pandemonium has set in in quite a few places. 
We don't want that here in the United States where people are going out, looting, burning, and have rioting, making things worse than they are. But we have to trust our government. And this government has to become more trustworthy. Sad state of affairs. So uh, we were out today uh, at the dusk for dawn, dusk till dawn, urgent care in Paramount, California. We thought that it was important for them to have tents so they could do pre-screening testing for the coronavirus. If you feel that you have the symptoms, you have a fever, you have headaches, your throat is sore, seek some help. I know there's information out there saying stay at home, stay at home. The one thing that you don't want to do, in my opinion, is stay at home and die. So I would tell you to get some help. Uh, And if there's not an antibiotic that can help you, I'm sure that they have something they can. Uh, I know that they don't need everybody going into the emergency room, but, I mean, there are people dying. And um, I, I told someone the other day, you know the one thing that you haven't seen on the news in this 24-hour uh, conversation about the coronavirus? You have a world, and this is a world lockdown. Why aren't they showing the emergency rooms? I haven't seen one video footage of an ambulance going into an emergency room. Or it's almost like, you know, that's unexistent. They don't even want you to think about emergency room or hospitals. So I, I'm concerned, and uh, I want you all to know that, you know, we, have, we all have a fiduciary responsibility to take care of ourselves and our family. And uh, I hope that that's what you're doing. I hope that's what you're doing. Yep, so we got a lot going on. Brianna, um, you said that you were at the Facebook page. Um, yeah. Anything? I know I put lots of stuff up there. So <laughs> now, <laughs> now that I now that I'm looking, uh, no, not on any of that stuff we want to discuss. There is one. Can you please put on the one from the United Nations? A must-see. Um, it's a YouTube video, and it uh, they're speaking of uh, this being an unprecedented situation, um, and the normal rules no longer apply. This is the UN chief speaking, which I thought that it was yes, so the things that he was saying. I think that it was okay. so profound. And for the, those of you that are viewing us. Uh, we want to thank you for watching us. We're going to be doing less, but we're going to be doing more. So stay tuned. We are facing a global health crisis, unlike any in 75 years. One that is spreading human suffering, infecting the global economy, and upending people's lives. A global recession, perhaps record dimensions, is a near certainty. 
the International Labour Organization has just reported that workers around the world could lose as much as 3.4 trillion US dollars in income by the end of this year. This is, above all, a human crisis that calls for solidarity. Our human family is stressed and the social fabric is being torn. People are suffering, sick and scared. And current responses at the country level will not address the global scale and complexity of the crisis. This is a moment that demands coordinated, decisive and innovative policy action from the world's leading economies. We must recognize that the poorest and most vulnerable, especially women, will be the hardest hit. I welcome the decision by G20 leaders to convene an emergency summit next week to respond to the epic challenges posed by the COVID-19 pandemic, and I look forward to taking part. My central message is clear. We are in an unprecedented situation and the normal rules no longer apply. We cannot resort to the usual tools in such unusual times. The creativity of the response must match the unique nature of the crisis and the magnitude of the response must match its scale. Our world faces a common enemy. We are at war with a virus. COVID-19 is killing people as well as attacking the real economy at its core Trade, supply chains, businesses, jobs. Entire countries and cities are in lockdown. Borders are closing. Companies are struggling to stay in business. And families are simply struggling to stay afloat. But in managing this crisis, we also have a unique opportunity. Done right, we can steer the recovery towards a more sustainable and inclusive path. But poorly coordinated policies risk locking in or even worsening already unsustainable inequalities, reversing hard-won development gains and poverty reduction. I call on world leaders to come together and offer an urgent and coordinated response to this global crisis. I see three critical areas for action, tackling the health emergency. Many countries have exceeded the capacity to care for even mild cases in dedicated health facilities with many unable to respond to the enormous needs of the elderly. Even in the wealthiest countries, we see health systems buckling under pressure. Health spending must be scaled up right away to meet urgent needs and the surge in demand, expanding testing, bolstering facilities, supporting healthcare workers, and ensuring adequate supplies with full respect for human rights and without stigma. It has been proven that the virus can be contained. It must be contained. If we let the virus spread like wildfire, especially in the most vulnerable regions of the world, it would kill millions of people. As we need to immediately move away from a situation where each country is undertaking its own health strategies to one that ensures in full transparency a coordinated global response, including helping countries that are less prepared to tackle the crisis. Governments must give the strongest support to the multilateral effort to fight the virus led by the World Health Organization, whose appeals must be fully met. The health catastrophe makes clear that we are only as strong as the weakest health system. Global solidarity is not only a moral imperative, it is in everyone's interests. Second, we must focus on the social impact and the economic response and recovery. Unlike the 2008 financial crisis, injecting capital in the financial sector alone 
is not the answer. This is not a banking crisis. And indeed, banks must be part of the solution. And it is not an ordinary shock in supply and demand. It is a shock to society as a whole. The liquidity of the financial system must be guaranteed, and banks must use their resilience to support their customers. But let's not forget, this is essentially a human crisis. Most fundamentally, we need to focus on people, low-wage workers, small and medium enterprises, the most vulnerable. And that means wage support, insurance, social protection, preventing bankruptcies and job loss. And that also means designing fiscal and monetary responses to ensure that the burden does not fall on those who can least afford it. The recovery must not come on the backs of the poorest, and we cannot create a legion of new poor. We need to get resources directly in the hands of people. A number of countries are taking up social protection initiatives, such as cash transfers and universal income. We need to take it to the next level to ensure support reaches those entirely dependent on the informal economy and countries less able to respond. Remittances are a lifeline in the developing world, especially now. Countries have already committed to reduce remittance fees to 3%, much below the current average levels. The crisis requires us to go further, getting as close to zero as possible. In addition, G20 leaders have taken steps to protect their own citizens and economies by waiving interest payments. We must apply the same logic to the most vulnerable countries in our global village and alleviate their debt burden. Across the board, we need a commitment to ensure adequate financial facilities to support countries in difficulties. The IMF, the World Bank, and other international financial institutions play a key role. The private sector is essential in seeking creating investment opportunities and protecting jobs. And we must refrain from the temptation of resorting to protectionism. This is the time to dismantle trade barriers and reestablish supply chains. Looking at the broader picture, disruptions to society are having a profound impact. We must address the effect of this crisis on women. The world's women are disproportionately carrying the burden at home and in the wider economy. Children are also paying a heavy price. More than 800 million children are out of school. Right now, many of whom rely on school to provide their only meal. We must ensure that all children have access to food and equal access to learning, bridging the digital divide and reducing the costs of connectivity. As people's lives are disrupted, isolated and upturned, we must prevent this pandemic from turning into a crisis of mental health. And young people will be most at risk. The world needs to keep going with core support to programs for the most vulnerable, including through UN-coordinated humanitarian and refugee response plans. Humanitarian needs must not be sacrificed. Third and finally, we have a responsibility to recover better. The 2008 financial crisis demonstrated clearly that countries with robust social protection systems suffered the least and recovered most quickly from its impact. We must ensure that lessons are learned and that this crisis provides a watershed moment for health emergency preparedness and for investment in critical 21st century public services and the effective delivery of global public goods. We have a framework for action, the 2030 Agenda for Sustainable Development, and the Paris Agreement on Climate Change. 
we must keep our promises to people and planet. The United Nations and our global network of country offices will support all governments to ensure that the global economy and the people we serve emerge stronger from this crisis. That is the logic of the decade of action to deliver the sustainable development goals. More than ever before, we need solidarity, hope, and the political will to see this crisis through together. Thank you. You know, I think it's very important that I state on the record that the chief for the United Nations was very presidential. We've become accustomed in the last three and a half years to accept non-professional communication from our elected official. I'm asking people, let's raise the bar. Let's demand and command the best. Let's not allow ourselves to continue to just accept whatever we're being given. You're at home now. You have time to write letters. You have time to do I, uh, 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 go online and go live, podcast. Let people know how you feel. This might be our last chance. And if it is our last chance, I want to make sure that I go on the record saying I protest the unprofessional, unethical way business is being conducted in my name as a citizen of the United States of America. I protest the firing of professors and scientists who were the best of the best. I protest the tearing down of those agencies that were environment protective agencies to protect the United States citizens. I protest CDC having their funds cut And now that we have a a deadly disease, a virus like this, the coronavirus, we're sitting around waiting on test kits to even find out that you're infected. It's a sad state of affairs when we've allowed this country to be so divided based on racist rhetoric that we will allow a whole generation or two to die. What we're being told is that in eight weeks, 56% 
of the people living in the state of California and the United States of America, one that was the strongest country in the world, will be infected with the coronavirus, COVID-19. This is unacceptable. We have people in the government talking about trillion dollars a day being given to bail out. Are you out of your cotton-picking minds? It's been two weeks. Why would you take trillions of dollars to bail out anybody? Who could lose trillions of dollars? Oh, I forgot. Investments. People taking their money and going home. Wow. Wow. Let's help Americans first. Let's get the antidote. Let's get a cure. Let's take care of our American citizens first. Let's stop giving sympathy, empathy, and respect to our enemies. And let's start respecting the countries that have stood by America. What most citizens who are not socially conscious or don't don't know about our history, it wasn't Russia. It was China who bailed us out in 2008, who helped us stabilize our economy. It was China who took our trash and created our toys. And we depend heavily on the trade with China. For every American out there that can hear my voice or see my face, Chinese citizens are not your enemy. If this virus did indeed start in China, I can almost bet my life, and I have by putting me on here on the front line, that the Chinese did not create this virus. I find it very difficult to believe that we are allowing petty politics and ego to prevent us from accepting over 10 million masks and millions of kits, testing kits. At this point, What I would say to my impoverished brothers and sisters out there who have accepted and chosen a political party, I would suggest strongly that you put down any party affiliation until God has brought us out of this situation. Because at this point, Gang banging with party affiliation 
is not going to save America. I would suggest that you take your blue tie, your red tie, your red gang-banging flag, your blue gang-banging flag, and get to work. I demand that Congress and the Senate of this United States stop your petty bickering and fighting and staging this fake election as if the people get to choose. And you had better choose a real true leader, an authentic leader that cares about this country. Because it may not be you, but you have offspring, you have people that like you, care about you, love you, that won't be as protected as you. And they'll get this virus, and they will die. I would suggest that you start being the statesmen and stateswomen that you are purported to be. I would suggest that you do what's necessary to push this president's hand to mandatory put us back at the table with the World Health Organization. Use your influence and your power to ensure that we get masks for our frontliners. We got nurses and doctors and and, and, and people who are on the front line every day that don't have these masks. Masks that someone in China tried to donate to America. And this administration and this State Department and this Attorney General and this Surgeon General refused, denied, or did not allow these things to come in to protect the people. I hold you responsible. Those who took an oath, who refused to confirm the impeachment of Donald J. Trump, I hold you responsible for every life that is lost on the soil of the United States of America due to in part to the incompetence of this man they call the president. I stand here right now, right now, not knowing in eight weeks if I or anybody else that I know will be alive in the state of California due to this virus. This is real. When in your lifetime have you ever ever seen anything like it. Most of us that are alive have never seen anything like this. I demand that we bring our brightest, our strongest to the table. And we do what's necessary to save this country and to save our countrymen. There is information that is being refused, denied, blacked out. There is uprising. There is 
uprising in other parts of the world. We've allowed for our government and our party affiliation and our church affiliation and our school university affiliation to prevent us from having common damn sense. Why would we still be in a state of just sitting back with no test kits, with no masks, just say, go home. As if 50 million people are going to just do that. You can't take a con man and make him a man of honor. You can't dress up a bum without bathing him and think he's not going to stink. Everybody's afraid to tell the truth, but they're afraid for the wrong reason. You better be afraid of what history is going to say about you. You sit back and allow that to happen? What did you do? What did you do? I want to be caught passing food out to our disabled veterans to our senior citizens, retired teachers and nurses and, 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 and uh, community activists. I want to be caught giving our disabled citizens something to eat and something to drink during this crisis. And if for some reason God allows me to be infected, you best believe it was better than me standing in line to vote for somebody that don't give a damn about my country, my life, or my family. At some point, Roma told me, you got to stand up for something or you'll lay down for anything. You have to stand up for something are you laid down for anything? Yes. During this presidency, there's going to be a lot of people that's going to make millions, billions, and even trillions. There's going to be a lot of people that are going to die. So the legacy? Our country is going through something that's never went through before. I stand, I sit before you today and I ask you what is your responsibility to your family to your country to your God don't take this laying down if you have a message go live tell your message Because there's nothing to say that any of us are going to be here tomorrow. 
What will they say about us? This is a sad day for the United States of America. God bless you all. God bless America. You know, Rihanna, we have been doing this for so long that sometimes we forget how important it is to just love our families, care about those people who care about us. We're going to end the show in three minutes, but I wanted to let you all know that we love you. I want to thank you for tuning in to the Abusman Press Show. We have a lot of work to do. We have a lot of work to do. And so many times we think we have so much time on this earth. There's been people who have died in car crashes, in accidents. And the first thing that people say is that I just saw him 15 minutes ago. I just saw him yesterday. I can't believe he's gone. Well, let me just say this. If there's ever been a time, this is the time. I'll repeat that. If there's ever been a time, this is the time. You better stand up, get up, and make a statement. I was very blessed to have Dick Gregory on the show several times. He was a friend. He was a mentor. And he encouraged me in ways that I never, ever could fathom. I remember a good beating he gave me on my radio show when I told him that, no, he was wrong, that it wasn't his fault. And he told me it was my fault. And don't you tell me it wasn't my fault. Every time I paid these people millions of dollars worth of taxes, and they took those bombs, and they dropped those bombs on those babies, and they killed people, those bullets were bought with my tax dollars. I should have written on the back of the check, on the front of the check, somewhere that I I'm giving this under duress. And I don't agree with what this government is going to do with this money. I'm just following the law by turning it over. I understood that. So I'm going to say this. I may comply with whatever comes down as far as a martial law. But I will do it under duress, and I will continue to reach out to the people and tell them, 
ICBS. Continue to listen to the show. We have a lot of things to do. We're going to end the show early tonight so that Rihanna can go and be with her family, so that I can go and be with my family, so I can go and continue to get those things that the seniors and veterans and disabled people will need. But stay tuned. And we will be broadcasting during the week. I'm going to be talking to the uh, station owner. We're going to be doing emergency broadcasts when we have information. And we'll be taping it live and sending it over and then replaying it. But we're definitely going to keep you all in the loop. God bless you. And God bless America. Take us home. The homeless is still homeless, the poor is still poor, yet we find billions of dollars to fund senseless war. And yes, we're fighting terrorism, what about the quiet racism, dividing among ourselves, somebody's crying for help, heaven is listening. Heaven is watching, heaven knows, and they may not play this on the radio, cause the devil don't want you to know, if we don't stop the hypocrisy, the nation will lose its soul, and rather play music about money and sex. Like we don't have no intellect Somebody need to show some respect Cause God ain't through with us yet Heaven is listening Heaven is watching Heaven knows Yeah, yeah Heaven knows Heaven knows The preacher's that's not preaching Somewhere 